Hey, my name is Melissa Bedeen, and I'm obsessed with personal development, body, mind, and soul health, as well as all things business marketing that can help you to navigate all things mystical and messy in this journey called life. See, I am a coffee-addicted mother of two who married my grade 9 boyfriend, and I started my company at the age of 17 with just a $200 Costco massage table and a goal of becoming a healer in mind. Now let's fast track a decade and a half forward as I've pivoted and grown myself from being a brick-and-mortar business as an international healer and psychic medium that loves to use my gifts to help align others on their path. See, I found myself naturally pivoting towards becoming a coach as I've made it my mission to positively impact the lives of others. But will we shy away from the real chats here? No way. See, I firmly believe that we're all intuitive, but again, the true gift actually comes from listening to this internal knowingness. But since all of our arenas of life may look at a little bit different, I hope to shed some insights on how this can benefit you both personally and professionally. See, I believe we have a mission. No, more of a calling inside of us, but it's up to us whether we choose to use this to benefit not only us, but others as well. As I teach you the tested and true ways to align yourself today, I am inviting you into this time as a friend, having a coffee, chat with the goal of a girl trying to give you some form of mind mapping to skip through the messy and tapping into your own magical. Now I want you to know that you are welcome to the Mom Gun Media, and I'm grateful you're here. So hi everybody, it is Melissa here and I have Jocelyn Panton here who is a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist to a high vibe boss babes and course creators. With over 13 years of supporting businesses through admin and marketing as well as business strategy and 10 plus years in professional TV film actress, Jocelyn leapt into the world of entrepreneurship and ads and she loves her clients and steps into the shoes with huge excitement to help them bring their goals and dreams to life. She lives in Vancouver, British Columbia and lives with her husband near the ocean, loves to read, eat pizza, and is fantasizes about her next dream vacation. Oh man, so do I right now. But hers is Greece. And so I would like to say a special thank you, Jocelyn. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. I am so grateful that you're here. We had some tech issues before we came on. And so I'm just like kind of giggling at myself. So massive, massive thank yous for everything. And for our listeners here, I just really want to let you know, I actually met her in a support community and she brought value to a lot of people there. And just that energy alone, like that reciprocity and that natural energy to just support one another is something that I really do love seeing. And I love having individuals share that. So just so you understand her vibes, that's what she brings to the table. But I do always kind of like to ask, you know, what is the number one mistake that you've seen and what kind of advice would you give to entrepreneurs when making their own Facebook ads? Because that's something that not all of us have a gift for and I may be one of them. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. I think the biggest thing is, well, there's so many. Testing is one of them. Testing is so important. You want to make sure that you have a budget set aside for if you're offering something for the first time or it's your very first time even doing ads, you want to make sure you have, have a budget aside for testing alone because you don't know what your audience is going to react to the most. You don't know which audience is going to be the best for you. You don't know what kind of copy is going to be the best, the graphics. So you want to be having multiple versions of those and testing across um, across the board for all of that. And then give yourself some time because you're not going to just 
luck out on the first try. So if you could, for sure, and that happens a lot, but give yourself a little bit of grace if that doesn't happen for you and, and be prepared that it might take some testing. I love that. And like, I understand what you say by testing, but for the straight up newbies, when you say testing, would you mind kind of explaining what that means? Because I know there's going to be somebody out there that's like, this sounds like science. What do you mean? Yeah. So it's having multiple. Um, so AB testing is when you have, for example, two different types or more of this, this a similar thing, but only one thing is different. So you could have two different ads that have the exact same picture and the exact same copy, but the only thing different between the two of them is your headlines. So you're testing between the headlines and you know if, if ad A does better than ad B, you know for a fact that it's doing better because that headline is the only thing that's different. So you can take that information and be like, okay, this kind of headline resonates with my audience. So I'm going to create some that are similar to that. And you can also test against images. You can make sure all the copies the same and the headlines are the same, but the only thing different is difference is the image. And then you know what relates, what, what re, what they resonate with the most. So what's performing really great right now on Facebook are images that have red, orange, and yellow in them. They pop the most. If you think about Facebook, there's a lot of blue and there's a lot of white. So you want to be standing out. So if you have blue images, they're not going to, they're going to kind of blend in. So if you have a variation of red, orange, and yellow, you'll probably get um, some good results with those. So pink is an example as a variation of red. And you can compare between the two of them to see what your audience reacts to the most. And then again, you can, you can test against audiences. So if you have cold audiences and you find that some of your target audience, you could, their interests could be retail or health. You could create different audiences for those and see which audience um, performs the best between those. Thank you so much for that breakdown because I do know a lot of people aren't aware of all these different split testings and it does, it does pay off to know your numbers and to know which audience is going to react the best to your messaging. And so what kind of advice would you give for entrepreneurs who maybe don't have a huge budget for Facebook ads? Yeah, there's a few things they can do. And, um, I would, I would suggest you want to start off no less than 300 per month. People, people, get burned a little bit and then they think that ads don't work because their budget isn't high enough. So um, you want to be starting off no less than that. 500 would be better, 1,000 would be better, but if you are on a super budget and your first month of testing, you can get away with $300. So, um, and even with that, you might even do a little less if you are doing a video view campaign or an engagement campaign. Those are really great for, um, well, engagement, obviously, you're getting likes, comments, and shares, and people are going to be automatically liking your page. So if you want to build up your organic audience and your brand awareness, that's a good campaign, and you can get likes, comments, and shares for like a penny each. So that's a good campaign if you don't have a huge budget. Another one is that I love, it's my favorite, are video views, and right now they're super cheap, and they're getting the whole thing is getting watched by most people. And that's an amazing way to get your brand awareness out again. So you can provide value in a video and 
Um, the nice thing about this is you could get like a thousand a day for like a low budget, put five to $10 in per day and you'll see your warm audience. You won't see it. You will. It's I'm, I have my, uh, quote unquote fingers going up audience <laughs> because you're building a warm audience that you can retarget later to the video ads, video view ads. Um, you, they won't be part of your audience, your, your, um, your social media audience per se, but when you do have a bigger budget or you want to get build your email list with an opt-in, you can retarget every single person who's seen that video and grow your warm audience. So they all of a sudden become into your warm audience instead of your cold audience. And we, that's what we want. We want to warm up enough, as much people as possible. So that's also a great way to do it because not only are the video view ads cheap to run when you're retargeting them later and you don't have a huge budget you could just run all your ads to a warm audience and then you're you pulled in all those people who were once cold into your warm audience that's so good for just that acknowledgement of retargeting ads and everything too a lot of times we kind of overlook that we've already done the work and so that is such a great way to repurpose it and thank you for sharing that okay so Another question. I always have like these questions that I, I have and then questions that I kind of want to showcase the knowledge that you bring to the table because you are an expert in this. And so what would you suggest a business to do if they don't want to run ads uh, at some point when they're ready to do like all the different stuff at this point, but they're just not ready for the ads now currently. So they want to do ads at some point, but they're not ready right now. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that are kind of in that analysis paralysis or, or maybe they haven't quite got their opt-in forms or their landing pages so-called, quote-unquote, with the fingers, perfect. And so what would you suggest for them? Yeah, even if you don't think you're ever going to run ads one day, I think you should do this anyway because you might change your mind. You want to create you want to create your pixel and have that on your website as soon as possible because the pixel, the Facebook pixel is a piece of code that you put on your website or your landing pages and they're gathering data of every single person that comes to your website, your audience, and those are people that you can retarget later. So the sooner you can get on that, um, you're building up that warm audience again and you, if you're not going to be running ads right now, you just, Put that up right now because in three months down the road, you will thank yourself for it. It's just like when people say, grow your list and then you procrastinate on that. And then you're like, wait, I don't have an email list. So it's one of those things where those are two amazing pieces of advice to just have in your back corner because you're right. It just builds that audience that you can always go and perform back with yeah. and nurture over time. So you're, and it's that's a great point. Actually easier than building your list because all you have to do is copy and paste it onto your website. And you don't have to do anything else. Anyone who visits your website through your Instagram or your Facebook posts, they're going to your website and Facebook is going to grab their, their, their information. I'm so glad you're sharing this because there's, there's so many little things that people do forget. And like, I'm definitely not the master of all this. So I, I plan on talking to you again for more down the road for all the different things that I want to do, even with some of my mentees and clients, because there's so many different opportunities for you to just gain that. So I hope you guys are listening and finding ways that you can improve your business strategies and find the score testing in that. So I would also like to kind of go through, you know, how has television and the film industry as an actor helped you in your journey as an entrepreneur? Yeah, for sure. So as a television and film actor, you're like, you're going to, to so many doors to get that job. 
several a week. And I've been doing this since 2008, 2009. You're going in front of people you don't know and you're, you're getting these auditions, right? You have to pour your heart out and then they say no. So that happens all the time. As an actor, it's out of your comfort zone. That's not like a fuzzy, warm hug thing to do. You're automatically getting used to being uncomfortable. And with that, I felt like just just taking those chances, being said, told no so many times helped me build that confidence to not be afraid in my business and just, just boldly take action and like messy you've probably heard of like done is better than perfect like messy imperfect action is better than no action at all and I feel like that happened helped me even more as an actor because I was used to getting uncomfortable so it's like okay let's just put this up because this is, this is important let's not pro- procrastinate any longer and I feel like my drive to consistently um, take action again has really helped because I brought that over from film and TV. I think that's amazing and such a great point. So that's actually something I really love that you've shared is getting uncomfortable and being vulnerable in front of a variety of different people to even get through the door of finding a yes. That's also an entrepreneurial task because again, you're, you're basically like warming up from colds to hot traffic and even to build that relationship to get the yes, even in that industry. That's so true. And that's so great. So I would kind of like to know what caused that kind of pivot for you from doing film acting to kind of going more into the entrepreneurial aspect, because that's quite a pivot yeah well i'm still a film and tv actor even the the industry is shut down right now because of covid if you're listening to the podcast episode covid is happening right now (laughs) um but yeah no i i started this business actually three and almost three years ago and i I worked so many years as an actor running other people's businesses. I was an executive assistant. I was doing marketing. I was doing a whole bunch of things, personal assistant, so much stuff. And then I eventually, like the schedule was difficult to get to auditions. So I did have some time where I was serving and bartending and all that. And when I hit my thirties, I'm like, I want something that's my own. I don't want to be doing this. I always wanted to be my own boss since I was young. My dad was an entrepreneur. So I thought, why don't I take what I already know how to do and create a business out of it? So I became a virtual assistant in the beginning. And that's, that's how that turned into that. And as time went on, I realized that Facebook ads were what I wanted. And I learned how to niche down to work with my ideal client who I love. But yeah, no, it's, it's supported me so well as an actor, but it has actually become like my main thing now, for sure. And um, it's nice to have them both working together. But it's, it's, it's definitely my biggest passion at the moment. I love that. And I do love that you've niched into your passion to work with the right audience. That's going to prevent the burnout for sure. And especially having that backup, especially during, as you said, COVID is happening right now and the industry of acting and television has shut down for just the intimacy of how close people are kind of not allowed to be around each other in that aspect. So this gives you such a great opportunity to really bring more monetary aspects and freedom into your business. And so for those of you who are maybe like, I'm on the side hustle part-time, or I still just don't want to let go of that one task, you are 
living proof that you can do multiple different things. I know Marie Forleo teaches being a multi-passionate entrepreneur, and I am also one of those. So I, I still have certain aspects of mine that I haven't fully let go because it is something I'm very passionate about. So kudos to you and air high fives for those of you who, mm-hmm. you know, are doing the same. You guys, this is something that is very important to be able to do things that drive you and give you your why, but also allow you to stand in your power in that. And I've also done what you said of like executive assistant and all those different things, which also clerically gives you an opportunity to really know how to do the back end. Although I did have some fun audio issues today, so I'll make fun of myself there. You were then able to utilize these tasks to really let you become an expert in this. So high fives, like that's amazing. Okay. So my next question, I think everybody does need to know what their why is and like, what is your biggest driver as an entrepreneur? I would love to hear yours because sometimes there's those people out there that are maybe listening that don't realize that their why also mirrors yours and it will push them past those uncomfortable days, if you will, because we've all had those. Mm-hmm. I, there's a few and sometimes they change and I think that's okay that they change. But I think the biggest thing that's always stuck with me is I I want to know that I had a life well lived. I want to hit my potential, push past my potential. It is that is so important to me to just to do my best and grow and be great and also have an amazing lifestyle. Like I want to be able to pick up and go and travel at any moment in time. I want to be able to have these beaut like a beautiful house with a pool with the ocean view. Um those those kind of things too and for my future family um to have that time with my kids and stuff. And I'm so grateful even now like I have this time with my husband. I work from home. I'm in charge of my schedule. That is great. That is amazing. I, I love your why and, and the, your drivers. The best thing that I heard out of all of that is not only are you looking present moment, but you're actually seeing the future of what it brings for opportunities to help you push past those uncomfortable moments. But noticing just as an observer, everything you said, it's such an attitude of gratitude to it too. Like being able to pick up and go, being able to see the world, being able to have that view and those opportunities to even be at home right now, even in COVID. Like some couples or entrepreneurs, they do get stuck in that like struggle bus, but it's so nice to just know that we can always change that narrative. And I am also very grateful for those opportunities for all of us that are being able to do things at home as an entrepreneur, doing it virtually and not having to put ourselves in a place of stress or anxiety in the public and and everything that's going on right now. So kudos again. I love that you're sharing this. So I always find everybody has really great advice from different aspects of your background and your experience. But what would you say to somebody who's newer on their journey or just kind of beginning to give them a piece of advice on a mentorship kind of model? What would you say to them today? I think done is better than perfect. I love that. That's what Jenna Kutcher says, who is great. And I love her. Um, So much of the time we're worried about having enough experience. We're worried about if something is visually beautiful enough, but you learn while you go and you'll I've done some training courses with people where there's glitches in it. And I like, I've scaled to where I am today because of their training. So things do not have to be perfect. You each have a value, figure out what that is and put that out there and don't wait. 
the people who are the most successful are people who are constantly trying to make something work. So taking action is way more important than having something perfect. And also figure out what are those three things that you should be focusing on to move forward because chances are you think that there's maybe 10 or 20 but you only have to do one to three and focus on those keep it simple i find that after these like epiphany moments it's almost like i wish i could do a mic drop because those are perfect and i'm also a huge jenna kitcher fan massive shout outs and like i've taken some of her programs and I love that she even makes fun of her early journey where she's like, my first course was the Jenna Kutcher course. And she's like that name though, where she just makes fun of herself because that was not the name she had really intended now that she knows more about marketing and finding that ideal client. And so imperfectly leading is something that we all can do as long as you do honor yourself. So those are really great points. And I have to agree with all of those. So thank you. And for those listening, just ask yourself, like, where am I holding the biggest hang up? A lot of times people wait so long to hit publish. And they're doing it out of fear of judgment from others. But really, if you were to just put it out there and again, take some hints here from Jocelyn on Facebook ads and target it to the right audience because it's not going to be for everybody. You don't want it to be for everybody. You want it for the right people that you want to work with so you don't burn out. You'll get a longevity in there. So great tip there. Um, I would really love to hear, you know, knowing that we all hold our priorities differently, what would you kind of say inspired you to find your niche and like, really go into that. I know you kind of touched on it before on going through the different jobs that you've had, but Facebook ads to the strategy of what you've done, like that's such a unique niche. I find like, I don't, I don't know many of you and I love it. And so please share. I first got inspired to do Facebook ads. Well, I probably like three years ago, you told me I'd be doing this. I would have been surprised because I am a very artistic person and there actually are a lot of aspects of Facebook that are artistic because you're creating the copy and the graphics and I think that's also why I love it because there's there's those facets and then there's the technical as aspects and then there's the overall strategy that's really exciting and then getting right into ads manager and playing around seeing the numbers I love all that but you don't you kind of don't know what it's going to be like until you're doing it so the first thing that first time I got inspired to do it was I found one of my mentors, Brandy Moles, through, I was doing a virtual assistant for like online conference. And one of the speakers was talking about one of her students, Brandy Moles, who had done so well in her business. And she was, oh, the only thing she was doing was Facebook ads. So I was like, oh, that's so interesting. So I actually did her serve skills SOAR program first. And that's more about like, it's, like any, you can be anybody to do that. And I loved it so much. And I was like, okay, I want to add, I want to do something else. It's better to narrow down my services instead of providing everything to everyone. Cause you can actually scale more that way. And so I was like, let's try this out. And I did the course and I absolutely loved it. And out of everything that I've done, it's been my favorite. And I wouldn't have thought that this would be hearing about them, that this would necessarily be something I'd be interested in. So that's, that's an, a fun thing to know too. I, I totally agree. And I like that you kind of found it by fluke in that aspect too, because you'll be looking for something, but then when it falls in your lap and it feels right, that is, I find like an intuitive alignment in that aspect of it, just it working out perfectly. Well, and I think it's a lesson too, because 
how many how many of us are doing something that we had this idea would be the thing we'd love to do but we're not really enjoying it but there may be something out there that you are not considering would be fun and you and you won't until you actually do it so i think the lesson is just try a bunch of things try some things that you don't think you'd like because you might be surprised and we have these ideas even like as an actor because I'm so used to being an artist and all that, that I lean, when I look at ideas, I lean more towards choosing that creative thing. But I, since I found this, I'm like, I'm so happy doing this. So if you, you got to go against what you think in your brain, like your idea of what would be a good time, because you might find out after you're doing that, you're so much happier when you find something else and consider something else. So just be open-minded. That's again, like I, I say this to my students, but that needs to be said more and more. A lot of times we do get hung up on what we think we need to do or, or people worry, like I've invested so much time, money and energy into this, that they're not open to anything past that. But you'll find these natural pivots do come pretty much at the right time, which just gives you those opportunities that really do fulfill you. And so I love that you've incorporated your art and your science, like looking at the numbers and, and like going into the testing and everything like that. That is totally the science aspect, but you've brought the art and like that creative aspect into it too. And you're right. There's a lot of opportunity to really have fun in that. A lot of times people look at Facebook ads and they get into this overwhelm and they bring like their own anxiety to it and then they just don't use anything there. But if you look at it in such an artistic and scientific way and collage the two, it, it, you really get a lot of results. Like I've had some fun with it. I'm not saying I'm an expert at it. Definitely contact Jocelyn here, guys. If you're looking for Facebook ads, don't contact me on those. But I want you guys to know like it, it does fall into your lap, as you said. Like it's really great that you're sharing that. So thank you. Now, I love to kind of, pick on ourselves here. And I love to know what would you say is like the best entrepreneurial fail you've ever had? Like I have them all the time. I'm very honest about them because a lot of times people will beat themselves up that it has to look perfect. And I love that our messaging pretty much from this whole podcast came from a result of just actually leading imperfectly. So would you mind sharing your favorite fail? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't, they, I wouldn't say they're the biggest, like most interesting moments, but I I think the first time that I started systematizing Zoom, I have I used Dubsado, which by the way is so amazing. Um, and I have my I have it set up so that people can automatically choose a time and then I have automated emails going out to them and it has my Zoom link in there. So up until then, I've done Zoom meetings where you would send the copy paste link from Zoom and it generates a different meeting link each time. But the first time that I had a meeting using the Dubsado scheduler link, I didn't click this button that said, use your own meeting room. So here I am sitting in the call waiting for this person to show up. And like five minutes after, I look in my emails and he's saying, where are you? I'm like, oh, shoot. So I got off the call and I realized, oh, I have to check that button. And then he was, I went in right away and I was like, I'm so sorry. This is what happened. But you can't really like explain so much. They're like, uh, yeah, you're just not, you're just not on it. You're just not professional enough. I'm like, if you only knew me. <laughs> but yeah, that was a fail. That was a fail. 
Oh girl, I hear you. I've definitely been there and you've been my witness now. So I love that you've shared that because a lot of times, yeah, we, the tech can get overwhelming and especially when they do the updates and things. So tell me about Dubsado. Now my curiosity is peaked on that one because these little nuggets and apps and, and things are always coming out with something newer and greater that just makes life more efficient. Yeah. So Dubsado is amazing because it's almost like your own virtual assistant that you pay $35 a month for. You have you you can set up automated workflows in there and you can have your proposals going out through there, your, your contract going out through there. You can have your um, again, your schedulers hooked up to automated emails, all the invoicing, and then you can set it up. So that, like it, this all automatically gets put into their file, but you can have it set up so that they have their own password and they can log on to your own portal and you can do all the branding and make it look pretty. Um, you can keep it simple. I know that I'm explaining a lot right now, but it, it actually simplifies your business, saves a ton of time. And if you did want to offer your customers, I have a 20% off link too, if you wanted to. That's amazing. I would love to share that link with them. And you know, just the referral aspect and the affiliation there. I've not heard of that one personally, and I think that's amazing. So thank you for that nugget. I'll put that into the description of this podcast as well for everybody who's listening that wants to take part in that. And you know, I always, always, always want to showcase the experts and I'd love to give them information of how can they find you? Where are you for our listeners? Yeah. Um, so my website is jocelynandcompany.com. So that's spelled J-O-C. E-L-Y-N and company.com. And then my Instagram handles the same. So at Jocelyn and company. <clears throat> and then you can also find me on Facebook. My Facebook page is Jocelyn and company also. I love that. I love that you've kept it simple. I know I do the same thing with all of mine and keep it uniform. So that's perfect. So Jocelyn and company guys, find her there. I will share a link as well. And we are super grateful for everyone listening. Now, do you have anything that you would like to say to our listeners before we let them go? I would say there's so many steps to, to Facebook and it is actually pretty complex, but try to keep it simple. Think about one thing at a time, get that pixel up. Um, focus on one thing a month. Like, are you going to improve your audiences this month? Are you going to improve your headlines next month? And again, testing is so important. That's perfect. That's such a great way to leave it. I don't want to add any more things to that to confuse them any further because you've given a lot of great information. So thank you, Jocelyn, for showing up today and being a guest here. And I just want to wish you guys all an amazing time on your journey. And again, Put that pixel on all of your stuff. Like Jocelyn really laid it out on the value that comes in that. And you're right. It is easier than building a list and nurturing it at this point because it is grabbing all that information. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was great to be here. Thanks. Hello. Okay. So we vibe with our tribe and I wanted to let you know that I'm over here doing a special shoulder shimmy celebrating you as an action taker. So I hope you know that I am doing a coffee cheers in your honor for joining us here today. And since we are now gal pals, I would love a small favor from you and would love to have you leave us a review. I don't ask for them to be staged. You can be completely honest and I would love to get to hear what you enjoyed, what your favorite takeaway was, and maybe just what you would like to know further more on. Because if I don't know it, I'm very very honest, and I will do my best to bring you some support in there. Thank you again, and have a great day.